0: Do you struggle with perfectionism, codependency, or people-pleasing? If so, this is the show for you. Inspired by the improvement in the quality of her life, Victoria is set out to address codependent tendencies in humans socialized as women. Just as anxiety is a spectrum, codependent tendencies appear in various degrees throughout the scope of our personal relationships. Considering the sheer number of daily interactions we have, there are plenty of opportunities for stress to arise and manifest in codependent choices. She is a functional medicine nurse practitioner with a master's in public health and a certified life coach who, while seeking the answers to her own chronic health concerns, observed how stress was physically manifesting as gastrointestinal issues, and decided to take control of it through the study of somatics. So as you can tell listening on, we have advice and mental health value coming from many angles. As I mentioned, she will address perfectionism and people-pleasing, which are the codependent traits people often default to in challenging moments. We have to start, though, by thanking Podcast Allie for delivering another awesome guest. But before we bring on Victoria, I'd love to know what does mental health mean to you?
1: Hi, so uh, so delighted to be here. So mental health, what a, what a place to dive in. So mental health to me, really I take more of a focus on wellness and uh, recognizing that uh, the human mind and body are intrinsically connected and that our wellness uh, is defined not just by the health of the mind, but thereby the the health of the body. And that it's a thing that is in constant ebb and flow, right? I hear so often from my clients, uh, you yeah, know, I had these really great days and then I was sad. Is everything ruined? And I'm like, no, that's, you're a human animal, right? So mental health, mental wellness is a, when, to me, when you have uh, a balance, right, between days that feel better, days that feel neutral and do have that natural, normal human experience of having days that feel more challenging, And you have the internal resources within your nervous system to support yourself. I think that's actually what it comes down to, um, having the resources to get your nervous system regulated back into ventral vagal and to widen uh, your window of tolerance or capacity within your nervous system so that a return to ventral vagal is the normal natural setting for your life.
0: There are going to be ups and there are going to be downs on this That's journey right. of life. And as you mentioned, recognizing that they will exist, learning how to prepare for when downs do come, I think can go a long way. Very well put. And to all of our listeners, welcome back. It is time once again for a mental health break. My name is Vincent A. Lancy, and I am excited to host another great guest. I am the author of the books Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health. You can check them out on Amazon after the show ends. I would love to share that this episode is brought to you by Tampa Counseling and Wellness, dedicated to helping individuals looking to positively transform their lives through compassionate counseling and wellness coaching. If you struggle with depression, anxiety, or other mental health issues, give them a call today for a free consultation, whether you're looking for in-person or virtual visits. Tampa Counseling and Wellness, Therapy That Inspires Change. We have an incredible episode, as I previewed ahead, a lot of value in mental health. She's very passionate about the mental health world. We're going to talk a lot about wellness, as she said, so buckle up. For Victoria Albina, thank you very much for joining our community of mental health advocates.
1: Such an absolute delight to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. Please introduce yourself a little more to everyone listening on, and then we're going to dive right into mental health talk.
1: Yeah, you gave such a thorough intro. Um, I don't know, even know what else to add. <laughs> I am the host of the podcast Feminist Wellness. It's a free show, comes out every Thursday. Um, so that's something.
0: Yeah, be sure to check us out in the episode description. I'll have the link for that. And stick around to the end of the show to learn how to get in touch with Victoria. But we're going to dive right into it. Talk about your personal mental health journey here, Victoria. Which mental health areas did you struggle with the most?
1: Yeah, I... In my teenage years and college years and, frankly, into my 20s and 30s, um, dealt with ongoing intermittent depression and anxiety for many years. Uh, the path I took to find healing for that was fold classic therapy, uh, later somatic therapy, EMDR. And for me early on, a lot of focus on the the gut body, mind body connection, uh, and really looking at the health, uh, the state of the health of my gut and my digestion, my gut microbiome. The studies show so clearly, and as someone with a focus on functional medicine, gastroenterology, in both my own life and those of my, my patients and, and my clients, that link between gut health and mental health is so clear. So I had a parasite called blastocystis hominis. Um, I later had uh, some candida issues in the gut, uh, and chronic heartburn due to H- helicobacter pylori. I mean, I can say all the, all the science words. Uh, and what we know from those conditions is that they wreak havoc on the gut, and we know that the gut is, some call it the second brain, I'd often call it the first, uh, because okay. it's the site of uh, the, the largest part of our serotonin production. So whether you believe the serotonin hypothesis or not, what I have seen over my many, many years in clinical practice as a functional uh, nurse practitioner and now as a life coach, that when the gut's not happy, it's hard for you to be happy, right? Right because the math just doesn't add up when your gut is denuded, when you don't have the good bacteria and when there's a uh, pathogenic or problematic bacteria messing things up in there, it's just hard to create the neurotransmitters that we need. So I did that work to heal my gut for, for many, many years. And I got better, but not, not really, not in a real sustainable way. So Yes, all the gut healing work was important. Nutrition is wildly important. Do you do you get sad if you eat gluten?
0: I feel like you are what you eat in some situations. I try to eat as healthy as I can, as much good as you can see me quoting, as I can. Of course, I won't say no to a whatever I want to eat sometimes, but I won't feel good after pounding down McDonald's.
1: Oh God, for sure. Yeah. So I started to see the links between things like gluten, sugar, caffeine. Definitely alcohol and my mental health. That was wildly clear. Um, so, making nutritional changes, and you know, I like you, good would always be in quotes. I don't believe there's good food or bad food, really, individually to our bodies. There's foods that support our mental wellness, our physical wellness, and foods that don't serve us. So in figuring that all out, I, I faced some, I found some real improvement, cutting alcohol and caffeine out, whew, wild changes in my mental health, anxiety plummeted after cutting those two guys out. And yet I didn't feel as good as I knew I could. And that's where life coaching came in, mm-hmm. right? That work to really help me start where I am today and build a better tomorrow, right? To go from surviving and doing fine to really, really thriving. That was the work that I found through life coaching. And that's what led me to close my really successful private practice in Manhattan and become a master certified life coach.
0: Feeling the change, how positive it works for you. You're going ahead, spreading awareness, following your passion, doing something you love. I know when we do things we enjoy, we're often happier and that can improve our mental health in itself. Well, congratulations Absolutely. on pivoting and finding more success in new Thank areas. You. What are some things you do to improve your mental health? You mentioned you were down low some at some point. What are some things you did to really rebound, get yourself back?
1: Yeah, so beyond the things I mentioned, really spending more time in nature. Yeah. Uh, so when I lived... In New York, uh, in a huge city, that meant time, frankly, to start on my fire escape. It meant, you know, planting tomatoes, it's illegal, but planting tomatoes on my fire escape, Um, really bringing a lot of plants into the home, which doesn't need to be expensive. A friend can give you a clipping of a spider plant. It'll grow really quickly and for free, really trying to keep things accessible here. And um, really finding the time, creating the time to go to the park to really be in nature to, because nature is wildly healing, particularly for our mental wellness. Yeah. We also know from really significant studies um, that the microbiomes in dirt are incredible for our mental health. So getting my hands in the dirt again, tomatoes on the fire escape and social connection. So I did one-on-one coaching for a really long time. I loved it. And I've moved in the last few years to a community-based program. That's how people can work with me because the studies show that human connection is one of the most vital parts of our mental health. And so really spending time in, in yes, in the light, how you do doing kind of chit-chat connection, but more so in that, that deeper, heart-centered, real connection that is most easily had when we are with folks who understand our lived experience, who come from from the kinds of mindset and thought habits that are part of our own lives. And so that was a huge part of healing for me, was really prioritizing social connection. And I see it in my programs, uh, my coaching programs every day. Folks talk about how beautiful it is to be in this loving community where people get it where folks share about their codependent struggles and no one's like, Ooh, that's weird. Everyone's like, Oh girl, I get it. I totally get it. Like I so resonate with what you're sharing because for our nervous systems to feel calm, regulated in ventral vagal, the safe and social part of the nervous system, we need to feel seen and heard and have that connection.
0: So yeah, I love everything you said for me, nature, especially I spend some of my mornings before it gets too hot in here in Florida, yeah. just do my work on the computer outside. Social connections, depending on where you live, had a very drastic impact with COVID people sure. having that person to person interaction. Yeah. Me lucky enough, I'm in Florida where the laws were a little more open for social interaction. But that's where my podcast both really picked up. I was banging these out because people had time to be home. They were home, they had more availability, and now we were making a difference getting that face-to-face social interaction that we need as humans. We starve for that. Thank you for sharing all that. But I'd love to know, when did you start sharing your story related to mental health and start all this great work you're doing with mental wellness?
1: Mm. So I started sharing it one-on-one in the clinic, uh, as a nurse practitioner, I worked primary care before starting my own private practice. Um, so about a decade ago, really started um, connecting in with my patients because it can feel so isolating when your story around your mental health struggles is a number one, that it's a struggle,
0: yeah.
1: uh, be number two, that you're alone, you're isolated, no one's like you, no one gets you. When in fact, statistically, we're more depressed and more anxious than ever, which yeah. yeah, And that's even, you know, in the studies pre COVID. So, um, I really started in those in the clinic room. Yeah. And then I started my podcast a little over three years ago, uh, and really started sharing my history, my story, uh, my experience, and most importantly, the solutions that I've found there on feminist wellness.
0: I love the idea of sharing your story. One of the many goals behind these podcast series is to allow us to live through shared experiences, let each other know we are not alone, and I can't think of a better time to jump into this week's spotlight story. Normally, we'll look at the mental health of someone in the spotlight to let the listeners know they are not alone, no matter how much money someone has, no matter what you see in the news. But since we have an awesome nurse on the show today, we're going to look at an article from Nursing Times called Behind Every Mental Health Nurse is a story, and then we're gonna head and get our guest's take on it. the article starts like this. Mental health is a concept which enters ears and remain concealed by the mouths of society, a topic I became linked with involuntarily, but will forever be thankful for. At 14, I experienced recurrent panic attacks, which offered me first familiarity with the diagnostic phrase, interference with everyday life. I had no idea these symptoms, Catastrophicating, choking sensation, sweating, and impeding sense of death were to define my future. The situation escalated and the symptoms intensified. I withdrew from my social situations and my confidence shrunk. I avoided everything to preserve my calm state of mind. However, it only creeped into my safety net more. I tried to sleep, my mouth became dry, my heart began to race, and my mind went into overload. I can't count how many nights I spent at the door with my mother trying to catch a breath from the anxiety that riddled me. I'll share a little more here. My mother brought me to the GP and I was diagnosed with a panic disorder. The doctor explained that these recurrent sensations that dominated my body were signs and symptoms of an illness. I was overwhelmed and conflicted in thought. Now aware of what I was suffering from, I sat in shock. I never heard of this issue before, and it made sense. Quote, I just put myself out there and became what I can now term an advocate for people like me. Along with this, I recalled physical problems such as breaking a bone and how I knew what to do. But with this tissue, I was blind. I was referred to child and adolescent mental health services and received cognitive behavioral therapy, which was highly successful. It changed my life, and I became the person I knew again. Victoria, what are your takeaways from all of this?
1: Well, I mean, I, like you said, I think it's really important that we start to have these conversations so that folks are able to see themselves, right, and are really able to see their struggles uh, as something that, again, doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or you're broken, doesn't mean that there's, there's anything wrong with you that needs fixing, but rather you may need some new tools for living, right? You may need some healing or you may need, you may benefit from some healing, um, Mm -hmm. some work to help you to, to find a better balance in life than what you may have been given when you came into this world or from your family of origin, from the societies, cultures, religions you grew up in that may not have felt supportive or may have been directly actually harmful leading to mental health concerns.
0: Love what you said there. We need to just continue to share our stories. Something I wished if I could have had during my traumatic brain injury healing was more one-on-ones with people who experienced what I was experiencing. It's great yeah. to hear what may happen and what should happen. I mean, I'm a miracle. They told me I would need 24-7 care maybe. Wow. And I learned how to walk and talk and spell all of these things. But to have face-to-face hear a story, imagine a nurse saying, hey, I, I, I've been there. I can, this is You're going to be okay. Hearing you're going to be okay can be great from – people on the front line. So thank you that. And thank you so much for such an inspiring episode, sharing your story, turning something that you found Mel went to wellness that helped you. And now you're helping so many with it. How can we find you? How can we find your services? How can we find all things, Victoria?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Victoria Albina wellness. You can head over to my website, victoriaalbinacom slash A Mental Health Break, where you can download a set of free meditations, nervous system orienting exercises, uh, and other supports uh, for free.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I will be sure to put these links in the episode description. And be sure to check out us too. Everything is centralized now at VincentALancy.com and on my YouTube channel, Vincent A. Lancy. Be sure to check out Everything Victoria Has. Once again, she was great today, and you'll find much more value with her as you learn more about her. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next Tuesday on a Mental Health Break.